0: Today is the 21st day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian, and it is wonderful to be here with you today as we gather around the global campfire 21 days. So when we finish our reading today, we will have completed three full weeks In the Bible, and it will be three full weeks in the new year that we're getting ourselves acclimated to. So wonderful. Wonderful. We are well underway. I'm looking back at the last three weeks and saying to myself, the Bible is speaking a lot. There's a lot that uh, I've been able to consider, and hopefully you too. There's a lot going on. The Bible is so rich and full of things for us to examine that so deeply bring up the questions that we need to ask in our own lives. So it's great to be here with you today as we celebrate three weeks in the Bible together. And we'll do what we do every day, which is to take the next step forward together and Picking up where we left off brings us back into the book of Genesis. We are navigating through the story of Joseph who is now second in command in all of Egypt. A terrible famine is in the land. The land of Canaan has been affected. Joseph's family is suffering because of the famine. His brothers, the ones who trafficked him, have come to Egypt to find grain so that they can live and they have ended up before Joseph, their brother. He knows who they are. They don't know who he is and they have bowed down before him and he has accused them of being spies. And so they're a little unsettled to say the least. He's demanding that one of the brothers go back to Canaan and get his little brother. Benjamin, and he's going to hold the other ones in prison until Benjamin gets back to prove that they're not spies. And this is where we pick up the story, Genesis chapter 42, verse 18 through 43, verse 34. On the third day, Joseph said to them, I fear God. Do this and you will live. If you are honest, let one of you be confined to the guardhouse while the rest of you go and take grain to relieve the hunger of your households. Bring your youngest brother to me so that your words can be confirmed. Then you won't die. And they consented to this. Then they said to each other, Obviously, we are being. Punished For what we did to our brother We saw his deep distress when he pleaded with us But we would not listen That is why this trouble has come to us But Reuben replied Didn't I tell you not to harm the boy? But you wouldn't listen Now we must account for his blood They did not realize that Joseph understood them Since there was an interpreter between them He turned away from them and wept. When he turned back and spoke to them, he took Simeon from them and had him bound before their eyes. Joseph then gave orders to fill their containers with grain, return each man's silver to his sack, and give them provisions for their journey. This order was carried out. They loaded the grain on their donkeys and left there. At the place where they lodged for the night, one of them opened his sack to get feed for his donkey and he saw his silver there at the top of his bag. He said to his brothers, My silver has been returned. It's here in my bag. Their hearts sank. Trembling, they turned to one another and said, What has God done to us? When they reached their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, They told him all that had happened to them. The man who is the lord of the country spoke harshly to us and accused us of spying on the country, but we told him, We are honest and not spies. We were twelve brothers, sons of the same father. One is no longer living, and the youngest is now with our father in the land of Canaan. The man who is the lord of the country said to us, This is how I will know if you are honest. "'Leave one brother with me, "'take food to relieve the hunger of your households, and go. "'Bring back your youngest brother to me, "'and I will know that you are not spies but honest men. "'I will then give your brother back to you, "'and you can trade in the country.' "'As they began emptying their sacks, "'there in each man's sack was his bag of silver. "'When they and their father saw their bags of silver, "'they were afraid.' Their father Jacob said to them, It's me that you make childless. Joseph is gone, and Simeon is gone. Now you want to take Benjamin. Everything happens to me. And Reuben said to his father, You can kill my two sons if I don't bring him back to you. Put him in my care, and I will return him to you. But Jacob answered, My son will not go down with you, for his brother is dead and he alone is left. If anything happens to him on your journey, you will bring my gray hairs down to Sheol in sorrow. And the famine in the land was severe. When they had used up the grain they had brought back from Egypt, their father said to them, Go back and buy us a little food. But Judah said to him, The man specifically warned us. You will not see me again unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you will not send him, we will not go. For the man said to us, You will not see me again unless your brother is with you. Why have you caused me so much trouble? Israel asked. Why did you tell the man that you had another brother? They answered, They answered, The man kept asking us about our family. Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? And we answered him accordingly. How could we know that he would say, Bring your brother here? Then Judah said to his father Israel, Send the boy with me. We will be on our way so that we may live and not die, neither we nor you nor our dependents. I will be responsible for him. You can hold me personally accountable. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, I will be guilty before you forever. If we had not delayed, we could have come back twice by now. And their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Put some of the best products of the land in your packs and take them down to the man as a gift, a little balsam, and a little honey, aromatic gum and resin, pistachios and almonds. Take twice as much silver with you. Return the silver that was returned to you in the top of your bags. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also, and go back at once to the man. May God Almighty cause the man to be merciful to you so that he will release your other brother and Benjamin to you. As for me, if I am deprived of my sons, then I am deprived. The men took this gift, double the amount of silver and Benjamin. They immediately went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his steward, "'Take the men to my house, slaughter an animal and prepare it, "'for they will eat with me at noon.' The man did as Joseph had said and brought them to Joseph's house. But the men were afraid because they were taken to Joseph's house. They said, "'We have been brought here because of the silver "'that was returned in our bags the first time. "'They intend to overpower us, seize us, "'make us slaves and take our donkeys.' So they approached Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the doorway of the house. I said, My lord, we really did come down here the first time only to buy food. When we came to the place where we lodged for the night and opened our bags of grain, each one's silver was at the top of his bag. It was the full amount of our silver, and we have brought it back with us. We have brought additional silver with us to buy food. We don't know who put our silver in the bags. Then the steward said, May you be well. Don't be afraid. Your God and the God of your father must have put treasure in your bags. I received your silver. Then he brought Simeon out to them. The steward brought the men into Joseph's house, gave them water to wash their feet, and got feed for their donkeys. Since the men had heard that they were going to eat a meal there, they prepared their gift for Joseph's arrival at noon. When Joseph came home, they brought him the gift they had carried into the house, and they bowed to the ground before him. He asked if they were well, and he said, How is your elderly father that you told me about? Is he still alive? They answered, Your servant, our father, is well. He is still alive. And they knelt low and paid homage to him. When he looked up and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, he asked, Is this your youngest brother that you told me about? Then he said, May God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried out because he was overcome with emotion for his brother. And he was about to weep. He went into an inner room and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out. Regaining his composure, he said, Serve the meal. They served him by himself, his brothers by themselves, and the Egyptians who were eating with him by themselves, because Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews, since that is detestable to them. They were seated before him in order by age, from the firstborn to the youngest, the men looked at each other in astonishment. Portions were served to them from Joseph's table, and Benjamin's portion was five times larger than any of theirs. They drank and became drunk with Joseph. Matthew 13, 47-14 Twelve. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a large net thrown into the sea. It collected every kind of fish, and when it was full they dragged it ashore, sat down and gathered the good fish into containers but threw out the worthless ones. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out. "'Separate the evil people from the righteous "'and throw them into the blazing furnace "'where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. "'Have you understood all these things?' "'They answered him, "'Yes.' "'Therefore he said to them, "'Every teacher of the law "'who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven "'is like the owner of a house "'who brings out of his storeroom treasures new and old.'" When Jesus had finished these parables, he left there. He went to his hometown and began to teach them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother called Mary? And his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, aren't they all with us? So where does he get all these things? And they were offended by him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and in his household. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus. This is John the Baptist. He told his servants, He has been raised from the dead. And that's why miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had arrested John, chained him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, since John had been telling him, It's not lawful for you to have her. Though Herod wanted to kill John, he feared the crowd, since they regarded John as a prophet. When Herod's birthday celebration came, Herodias' daughter danced before them and pleased Herod. So he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she answered, Give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter. Although the king regretted it, he commanded that it be granted because of his oaths and his guests. So he sent orders and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. Then his disciples came, removed the corpse, buried it, and went and reported to Jesus. Psalm 18, 16-36 He reached down from on high and took hold of me, He pulled me out of deep water. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out to a spacious place. He rescued me because He delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. He repaid me according to the cleanness of my hands. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not turned from my God to wickedness. Indeed, I let all his ordinances guide me and have not disregarded his statutes. I was blameless toward him and kept myself from iniquity. So the Lord repaid me according to my righteousness according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. With the faithful, you prove yourself faithful. With the blameless, you prove yourself blameless. With the pure, you prove yourself pure. But with the crooked, you prove yourself shrewd. For you rescue an oppressed people, but you humble those with haughty eyes. Lord, you light my lamp. My God illuminates my darkness. With you I can attack a barricade and with my God I can leap over a wall. God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is a rock? Only our God. God, he clothes me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights. He trains my hands for war. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand upholds me and your humility exalts me. You make a spacious place beneath me for my steps, and my ankles do not give way. Proverbs 4, 7-10 Wisdom is supreme, so get wisdom. Whatever else you get, Get understanding, cherish her, and she will exalt you. If you embrace her, she will honor you. She will place a garland of favor on your head. She will give you a crown of beauty. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for bringing us three weeks into this year, safe and sound. We thank you for all that you have begun to shift and transform and shake loose within us as we simply engage with the scriptures, as we simply allow them to wash into our lives and speak to us, speak truth to us. We are grateful. And so as we kind of bring to a close or land this week, We look at the last thing that was said from the scriptures this week. Wisdom is supreme, so get wisdom. And whatever else you get, get understanding. She will exalt you. Embrace her. She will honor you. She will place a garland of favor on your head. She will give you a crown of beauty. Father, in our own strength, we confess that We can only create wisdom out of our own personal experiences. And then we can insulate ourselves and think that our own personal experiences and wisdom that we've derived from them is all that there is. And we know more than everybody else. When the truth is, we can't access the kind of wisdom that we need to navigate this life. We navigate ourselves into situations that we do not understand and cannot interpret all the time. And so often we find ourselves confused and blaming you for something you had nothing to do with. We need wisdom. We confess that. We thank you for the wisdom that we have been able to accumulate. We are asking through the power of your Holy Spirit and through the authority of the Scriptures that you increase our wisdom exponentially. May we be wise sons and daughters of your kingdom and may we operate and interact with one another using wisdom we need it now more than ever it seems and it's only going to increase our need for discernment and wisdom is very vital And it has been vital for thousands of years because we are reading it from the scriptures from thousands of years ago. Give it to us as we seek it, as we humble ourselves before you, as we open our hands to you, as we open our hearts to you. Come, fill us, we pray, in the name of Jesus Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And the alternative is the Daily Audio Bible app, which you can download free from whatever app store works with your device. And so check that out. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources there in a number of categories. Uh, for our journey here at the Global Campfire through a year together. Also, the community section is uh, where the prayer wall is. It's where different links to get connected are. So uh, check that out as well. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you, humbly. We wouldn't be here if we weren't in this together. And so thank you profoundly and humbly. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner, or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here
1: tomorrow. Hey, this is Brandon calling from Behind the Fence, Florida Department of Corrections. Uh, New to the Dab family. Just want to say hello. Uh, So grateful to have found the podcast. So grateful for Brian and Jill and for the ministry you guys have in the community the campfire. I want you to know that we are praying for you here at Hamilton Correctional. I ask you to pray for us, pray for um, opportunities, pray that I would speak boldly and walk steadfastly um, to the men here on the camp. Pray for my family and my friends. Lord, I just thank you for who you are. Lord, I ask that you would bless this community, that you would uh, Father, that you would just show up and show us as you continue to, Lord, you would help us see you in all things that we do, Lord, that we would trust you even when it doesn't make sense. Lord God, I just, uh, I pray for each one that would hear this, Lord, and I thank you that there is a community that is uh, available, Lord, that we're able to get the podcast even behind the fences here. I pray for the staff. I pray for this camp. I pray for men's lives to be changed, for families, Lord God. And Lord God, I just ask that uh, you would do what you do. And we just love you, praise you, we honor you. In Jesus name I pray, amen.
2: Good afternoon, my sisters and brothers in Christ. This is Running Desperately to Jesus, also known as Staying Desperately Connected to Jesus. I heard a young man that said he was 11 years old calling in for his brother who has diabetes. He's had it since he was two. Father, we could hear the despair in his voice, sometimes the fear in his voice, God. But you said, by your stripes, God, we know we are healed, Father. And so, God, I ask that you heal his brother from this this diabetes, Father. God, give his brother and his family peace, Father. God, we know that... uh, our peace comes from you, Father. God, so I ask that you put your angels around him, Father. God, children are special to us. Children are special to you, Father, because they come with such a sincere and pure heart, Father. God, this young man, 11 years old, knew who to reach out to, the Daily Audio Bible family. Father, because in your word it says where two or more are gathered, there you are in the mess, Father, He ended his prayer and his request, Father, with your name because we know that there's power in your name. God, I ask that you just heal him, give him peace, Father. I thank you for the young 11-year-old Father that called in. God, I thank you, Father. We're all standing in the gap for him, and there you are in the midst, running desperately to Jesus, also known as staying desperately connected to Jesus.
3: My beautiful dab family this is prisoner of hope i'm calling for my son aj calling for prayer that you guys would just please um just petition the lord on his behalf and he is a severe alcoholic he is married to a woman who has some mental illness whom i love dearly and i and he also has a son 12 and a daughter 11 and this family is so incredibly dysfunctional And broken, they are financially strained in the biggest ways. I don't know how to help them. Um, I mean, I don't know how to help them with that specifically, but I do know that I can come to you guys and ask for prayer and just just plead that the Lord would deliver him from this incredible, ugly bondage of alcohol that has just destroyed his life, not to the point that it can't be rescued by the Lord, because they know that it can. Um, but I just hurt for him, and I don't know really how to help him. And but the Lord knows, and my moniker "Prisoner of Hope" is—it's um, really true for me. But I don't know how to give that hope to him, and I really have to trust the Lord for that as well. Um, he just really needs the Lord, and he really needs to be free from alcohol and. His wife needs to get some kind of mental help, and he's in an outpatient um, treatment program, but it's just, I think he really needs to be an inpatient, and anyway, it's just disastrous, but I know the Lord is the Lord of disasters, so I just ask you to pray for him. Thank you.
4: Good morning, Dabbers. This is Mommy's Little Rock from Arkansas. I just wanted to call back in and say something very special to Gigi, the nursing student um, who is expecting her second bundle of joy. Gigi, I remember when you first called in and you were going through your first pregnancy and you had just um, started nursing school and you were just like, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do? And I actually work for a nursing program in my local city um, for a university. And I work with a lot of our nursing students who are trying to get through the programs for our associate programs and our bachelor programs. And I know how hard it is And I just wanna encourage you. I am so, so proud of you. I'm so proud of your progress that you've made since you first called us here. And I'm so proud of you pushing through, girl. You are going to push through this. You are going to have your second baby and you're going to continue on to accomplish your goal of becoming a nurse. I am looking forward to the praise reports that are going to come. I am speaking life over that. I am so excited for you. I was so excited to hear your voice. So I just want you to know I'm rooting for you. I know you can do it. You're going to be a a great nurse when you get finished with your program. You're already a great mother and you're going to continue to be a great mother. And I just pray that the Lord will provide you all of what you need to get you through any challenge that comes your way. And I'm so glad that you're here with us on the DAB. Blessings to all of you. I love you all. Have a great week. Bye.
5: Good morning. This is Delights in Me, and I just want to comment on, I don't even remember who it was that called in to pray. Uh, It was a gentleman on the Saturday morning uh, community prayer. but he prayed, and I could hear very faintly in the background a woman just saying yes, yes, agreeing with him in prayer. And I have to tell you, that blessed me so much. Um, to know there's a couple that pray together, that it's awesome. That's something I've never had. My husband is not a believer, and I'm just asking for prayer that... God will make Himself real to him, um, and I'm, I'm believing He will. So, Lord, I pray for all of those of us that have non-believing spouses, that You would unite us in that way. That You would bring. That You would make Yourself real. That You would show our spouses how much You love us. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys.